0: So, as we all know, in the church, we want to see the move of God, right? We want to see the kingdom advance. We want to see the kingdom push forward. We want to see good things happen. We want to see people change. We want to see people healed, uh, people born again, lives change, marriages. And that's what we strive for. We're not going to talk about that today. Okay. Okay. So We want to see God move in power and might, but we're going to talk about something else today. There's times, and this is funny because I was getting this message together, and then Irv sends me an instant message of a, a daily devotional that he was uh, reading or had seen or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's just perfect because it works in. But this is going to be, what I'm going to talk about is, I'm going to talk about waiting upon the Lord. We're like, the kingdom's moving and it's advancing, and then God says, oh, wait. And you're like, wait a minute, we're supposed to move and we're supposed to advance. Yes, that is true. But waiting doesn't mean that you're not advancing. Waiting means that you're waiting on God to do something. But uh, we're going to split this up. I'm going to talk about one part of this today because there's a whole other side of this that I want to get to. And um, unless Sarah's permission, maybe next week I can speak again if she'll let me. Um, Can I speak again? Okay. All right. All right, we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> um, but waiting upon the Lord can be tough because we expect God to move, right? We come with the expectation for him to move and we expect him to do things. And then it's like, but then scripture's like, well, you're contradicting yourself, God, because you tell me to wait on you. And it's like, no, he's not. He's saying, hold your horses and wait for me to move. Not that I'm not going to move. He's not waiting, he's moving. It's, he's telling us to slow our roll calm down a little bit. So, Isaiah 40, verse 31. I'm going to read this from the King James Version because it's the best uh, version to read this from. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So, waiting there, you know, when you look at the definition of wait, it's a weird definition because we all think it just means to not do anything. You just wait here. I'm going to wait here. You know, you wait for somebody to show up. Um, oh, I'm going to carpool with you. And then 35 minutes later, they never show up. And you're like, okay, I waited for nothing. Um, so, but to wait actually is, there's an intransitive, it's an intransitive verb. And it means to remain stationary in readiness or expectation, We don't wait and go, nothing's going to happen. I'm waiting here, nothing's going to happen. It's always uh, a state of I'm waiting and I'm expecting something to move on from that point, right? Make sense? The uh, Another de- the definition says to look forward expectantly. I'm reading you this from the dictionary. It's not my own definition, but um, to look forward expectantly. So, some definitions say to allow time to go by, especially while staying in one place without doing very much until someone comes. That doesn't sound like the kingdom. The kingdom isn't about waiting and not doing very much. But there is a, there's a kingdom waiting that we have to have and that, that talks about us waiting on God for him to do what he says he's going to do. So the Israelites, they did not just say, oh God, deliver us from Egypt and then the next day they get out. They, they were in 400 years of bondage. That's, that's a lot of generations. That's, that's four to five generations of people, probably more than that, probably six generations of people waiting to be released. But it doesn't, the definition of to wait um, actually means to remain inactive. The true definition, but that's not how we work. We're geared as people to always be moving forward. God designed us that way, but we are also live in a culture that is like I want it now and I want it immediately. When I say it, I push the button. God show you're like, okay, I can push a button, and Amazon delivers tomorrow. God, where is it tomorrow? It doesn't work that way. Like Sarah, one day ordered something at like 6 p.m. and the next morning it showed up. She's like, I ordered this yesterday. I'm like, yeah, it's called having a, a distribution warehouse in West Michigan. Yeah. But what happens is, is we are people who want instant results from God. We want that instant gratification. God, I'm praying for healing and I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. And you're like, it didn't happen now. It has to happen now. And we keep going into that. We push, we prod, we try to persuade God to move in the timing we desire, we think is the appropriate timing that he should move in. We're all guilty of that. Everybody raise your hand. Say, I'm guilty. Yep, you're all guilty of that. You've all said, God, this needs to happen now. And if it doesn't happen now, we're going to have words. And that never works out for you. I'm just letting you know. It doesn't work out. We have timing issues. Some people more than others. We want it now. We want our healing. We want our finances. We want our blessing to be instant and show up. They're like, okay, I said my prayer. You open your front door and like, is anybody driving up? Put anything in my mailbox? Dropping something off for me? Nope. Ah, dang. Why is this not happening? You guys are that way. You know that's that way. When Christmas comes and you're waiting for that, those boxes of, from Amazon to show up and you're like, is, is the box here? Is the box here? Someone's sending me a gift. I know there's a gift coming. Where's that gift? And you're like waiting for the guy to show up and you hear a car, you're like running out to the window. Oh, no, it's not that. That expectation should be how we wait on God. Like we know it's coming, and we have that expectation. It's not going to show up immediately. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time, when what we ask for doesn't show up immediately, go oh well, here's your fixed your problem immediately. Sometimes it does. Almost lost it there. But to wait on God is the definition of patience. They say patience is a virtue. And for us to wait on God is patience because we learn how to submit ourselves to God and say, you know what? I'm asking you for this. When we, our kids ask us for anything, do you immediately give that to them when they ask for something that, that is big? No, you're like, yeah, um, let me look. Um, here's a dollar. Good luck. I, I'll, I'll work on that later. Um, like my daughters um, have, well, one of my daughters has expensive taste and she does not like um I shouldn't say expensive taste, she has a large palette of taste. She likes everything and she's like, I want this and I want this. And she's making her Amazon list of this is what I want. And I'm like, Okay, this is this is what you what you want. Okay. And then she's like, Can I get all of it? I'm like, No, you're not getting all of it. Yeah. She he's a chronic change keeper, so but when we wait on God, it is what it does is it produces something in us. It produces patience. It produces a, a resilience in us because we're not resilient people. In our culture, no matter how good we are, no matter how tight, we're not resilient people when it comes to this. We don't want to wait on things. We want to be taken care of immediately. And that's just a natural human thing to be, want to be taken care of. But We have to learn to wait and say, okay, God, you're going to take care of this. I'm going to wait for you to show up and then I'll be okay with it. What we want to to do is we want to be like, okay, God, why is this not happening? I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. We have to be okay with the waiting part of waiting for God. Waiting is tough. You ever been in the waiting room at the doctor's office? You're like, there's four people that came in after me and they all got in first. Why in the heck is that? You all, you know it's that way, right? But, so patience comes from learning to say, I'm okay with not knowing what is going on. I know God is going to take care of it. You know, we'll go through trials and we may not understand what is going on. We may... Um, pray for a blessing, and we think it's there, and it's not, and we're like, okay, but I'm going to wait for God. I'm going to wait on what he has to say, because sometimes what we do is we rush it, and we think, oh, there's my blessing, and they're like, oh, no, they're not going to. That's not what it was, because we, we don't wait pro- appropriately for God. We, what we do is we're like, hey God, how about now? How about now? And We just jump. you ever seen a runner jump the line when, before the gun goes off, and they're so ready to run that they jump the line, and they got to restart, us as humans do that. God's like, okay, wait on me, wait on me, and we're waiting, we're waiting, we're like, and then there's the runner who's on the line, and he, and he, he doesn't jump, jump it, but he falls over on the line, because he's so eager to get going, and so wanting to, to be doing what he wants to do, that he, he's not running, he just, he does this, and then he falls flat on his face, and it's the most funniest thing to watch ever. Psalms 5.3, The New Living Translation says, Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. So we have to understand that we can't just expect God to move on our behalf unless we make a request known to God. The request has to be said, this is what I need, God. He knows our request, but he's waiting for us to ask him for it. It's like our kids, we know they're going on a field trip, we know they need ten dollars, but we're waiting for them to ask, "Mom, can I go on this field trip? Can I get 10 dollars to go on this field trip?" And then I wait for them to come, "Dad, I got to go on this field trip. Can I get 10 dollars for this field trip?" So by the time they're done, they've gotten 20 dollars. Yeah. But we make our request known, and it becomes something that we expect from God. but What happens is we just expect it. And God's like, even though I know what's going on, I know your need, I know everything about you, what you're going through, you still have to make your request known. You still have to let me know what's going on. It's kind of of a courtesy call. So the request to god is now oh I, now i'm going to work on your behalf he's always working for us always doing something for us and what we, we don't realize is that when he does that things work out for our good he's always working in the background he's always ha, has uh, people ministering to us minister uh, we're ministering to people angels working on our behalf but what we need to do is say we come to him and say this is what i need philippians 4 verses 6 through 7 says don't fret this is from the message it says do not fret or worry instead of worrying pray let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers letting God know your concerns before you know it a sense of God's wholeness everything coming together for good will come and settle you down it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life I like what it says because it says let your petitions and praises shape what you're going through what you're asking for, what you're praying for, how you respond to what you're going through, right? What happens is, is, is we have too many people that are waiting for God to move, and they're not moving with God. They're the definition of wait. I'm just going to sit here on the floor, and I'm just going to not do anything, and I'm going to wait until God shows up exactly what I want, how I want, and we am going to do that. That's what Christians do. They wait on God like that. And it actually what it is, it's an adult throwing a temper tantrum on the floor, spiritual temper tantrum on the floor. And until I get what I want, exactly how I want it from God, I'm not doing anything. Think about this. If we got exactly what we wanted from God, there would be people that wouldn't be alive. There would be, oh, I just want God, you just smite them right now. There would be people that were dead. Your loved ones, your are dead. Your spouse would probably be dead right now because there was that moment you're like, I'm just gonna. And you would have people that would be completely removed from you because of what you wanted. See, God doesn't always give us every desire of our heart because He knows our, that we have something in us that's a little corrupt, and we're like, I just want to smite them, mighty, mighty smiter, and and that's. But think about this. If you said everything that came, if God gave you everything that came into your mind and your heart, good Lord, good Lord help us. Be There'd be like three of us in here right now. <laughs> that's yeah, that's being generous. So, but what happens is, is when we make our request known, our prayers, our attitude, everything has to shape how we respond while we go through what, when, that, that, that hallway that because waiting on God is a hallway. But we don't just sit at one end of the hallway and go, God, let me know when I can come through. No, we walk through the hallway to get where, where we need to go. But what we want is we want drive-through service from God. I pull up, I push the button, you send me what I need, I go on. It doesn't work that way doesn't work that way at fast food anymore for some reason either. It's like, hey, you want to pull over there for 10 minutes? We're going we're gonna to go kill the cow, cook the cow, and then we'll bring it out to you. I'm like, this is not fast food. Yes. But think about it. That's how we act. I've got to wait 10 minutes for my hamburger? What? You're telling me my cheese curds are not deep fried yet? Come on. I mean, come on. We get angry when we have to wait. But, yeah, I know, I want cheese curds right now. (laughs) But he says, let your petitions and your prayers shape what you're doing. Shape how you go through things. And what happens is when we do that, waiting on God becomes empowering to us. Waiting on God is not a a disempowering thing. It's not something that, that makes us weak and vulnerable. It actually empowers us to start to think about what God is doing. To start to contemplate what God is doing for us. And what happens is it starts to build that confidence that God is going to do what He says He's going to do. You know, when we're struggling financially, when we're struggling spiritually, we're struggling um, physically, we can make that request known and we're like, man. God is going to work this out. God is going to heal me. God is going to bless me. God is going to take care of my my spouse, my my loved ones, the people I'm praying for. Because what happens is it builds something up inside of us. We start to look at what God is doing and we're like, man, I'm confident that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. He's not a liar. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. David says it in Psalm 59. Verse 9, it says, and this is the Passion Translation, it says, My strength is found when I wait upon you, O God. Watch over me, God, for you are my mountain and my fortress. You set me on high. Think about this. He's waiting on God, but what does he do? He says, you empower me. You watch over me. So what he's doing is this. is When he's waiting on God, his strength becomes new. His, gets strengthened in who he is in God, what God is doing for him. And what is God doing while he's waiting on him? He says, what? You're my fortress and my mountain. He says, you're watching over me. So what, what, I think what we do as humans, we think, well, I'm waiting on God and now I'm all alone by myself. God's off busy doing something else and I got to wait on him and I got to make sure I'm okay. And then we get into this like crazy, I got to take care of everything else. You know, it's like we get chaotic and we get crazy. And we go like, well, I'm waiting on God and, and God's off busy doing something else. So I'm going to just do everything else. And then we, we stick our hands in everything else that we shouldn't be doing. And God's like, why are you messing crap up? And he's like, you sh- I told you to wait on me. And spend the time focusing on what you're waiting for. Not, well, I'm going to go dive into all these different things. And when I'm waiting on you, then I, I screw things up even worse than it was. And Now I've got to wait on you some more for other things to be to figured out. But truly waiting on him is a, is a state of expectation. It's that waking up every morning, God, what do you have for me today? God, what are you going to do today? God, what, when is that blessing going to come? It's, it's not... I, I remember... Um, growing up and hearing people talk, well, every morning you get up and you, if you have a prayer request, if you have something going on, you tell God, you pray the same prayer every morning until you get it. Well, it doesn't work that way. What, what we need to do, God knows it. So he doesn't say make your request known every day. Think about this. If you had someone that you worked with, and you knew every morning you go in and you have to do one thing to make sure their job works properly, and you do it every morning, but every morning they still send you an email. Did you do it yet? Jordan's like, amen. <laughs> <laughs> but think about this. If someone every morning knocked on your door, hey, did you, um, did you do that yet? Uh, I do it every morning. I just, I just want to make sure you did it. Think about that. Sounds really annoying, right? Welcome to our lives and God. It's like every morning we get up and we pray the same prayer. God, please heal my body. Okay, what happens is, is this, is we need to pray that prayer, make that request known, and then we celebrate and we rejoice and say, thank you, God, that you are he- healing me. Thank you, God, that I am healed. Because what happens is, is we become repetitive and annoying when we start to talk to God. God's like, I know that. Because we don't, if we don't read Scripture and understand how we need to pray, We're just going to keep saying the same thing. He's like, I already know that. Thank you for talking to me. I'm glad you're talking to me, but I already know that. It sounds like our kids, right? Mom, I'm going to do this. Mom, I'm going to do this. Yes, I know you've told me this a hundred times. Go tell someone else. Go tell your father. But that state of expectation is not constantly praying the same prayer every morning. God, heal my body. God, heal my body. God, heal my body. It's thank you, God, that you have heard my request. Thank you that you are healing me. And thank you that I am healed. Psalm 62, and this is uh, David. I love how he says this. He says, This is King David's melody. He says, I stand silently to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me, for God alone has become my Savior. He says, I I wait as long as it takes for God to rescue me. That sounds really, really inconvenient to us, especially when he's writing these. He is being hunted by Saul. He's being hunted by some of his own men who have rebelled against him. He's basically hiding in caves, But he says, I'm going to wait as long as it takes for God to rescue me. In the reality of it, it doesn't sound like it's going to last that long, right? In the reality, it's like, oh, these guys are going to hunt me down. They're going to kill me. And I'm not going to be around very much longer. But David says, I'm going to wait as long as it takes for God to rescue me. I think he had an understanding of what it was to wait on the Lord. I think he kind of had it figured out there. In that scripture, he had it figured out said, no matter what happens, I'm going to keep hoping and waiting until God rescues me. Waiting as long as it takes for God to rescue. Can we say that we could do that today? I don't think we can. I think we get so focused on God, why is my prayer not being answered, that we, we can't identify with saying, oh, it's just as long as it takes, I'm going to keep holding out. I think we lose the faith after like a week. We're like, oh, I don't know. Did, did God hear me? Did I pray right? You know, no, it's, it, we pray. We make our petitions known. We come to him. But David says, I'm going to wait as long as it takes for God to rescue me. I'm going to wait no matter how long it takes. And this him being tra- uh, tracked and hunted down was not like a one-week experience. We're talking months of being Hunted throughout his own country. David also wrote this before he wrote that last scripture. He said, So then, my soul, why should you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God, your Savior. For no matter what, I will still sing the praises for living before my face is my saving grace. So David had moments of, God, what is going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm not going to get depressed. I'm not going to get anxious about it. I'm not going to get worked up about it. We've got to to be able to sit down and rest in the knowledge of who he is and not get anxious about the situation that we're in. But I think we all do. We, We get into this, I prayed about it, and now I'm going to get anxious about it. I, mean, I prayed about it, but now it's not working out how I want, so I'm going to get anxious about it. But what happens is, is we have to not be anxious, not be worried about what God is doing. God is always working for us, so why would we? Well, is He doing it today? Okay, do you go to your boss and say, "Hey, what are you doing today? Can you write down everything you're doing for me? To, uh, doing for me today? I want to I need to know what what you're doing on an hour by hour basis." Think about that. You don't go to your employer and go, "Hey, um, I don't know what you do all day long," but um, we've all thought that, right? You know, um, I don't know what you do all day long, but could you please like give me a, um, a summary I put it in a, a spreadsheet break it down by half hours if you need help Jordan can help you make that you um, can get, break it down 15 minutes and, you know what you what you ate what you did after lunch um, what projects you're working on your your boss would look at you and go what what, what did you smoke on lunch so why do we do it to god it's it's a it's a dumb question to ask your your boss at work to do unless you are the boss it's a dumb question to ask your employer someone who's your supervisor and over you has authority over you hey what are you doing right now are you working on anything is it going to help me out or is this going to cause me more problems no we don't we don't ask that question so why do we ask it of god what are you doing now? Why are you, not, why are you taking so much time doing this? You know, we're sitting in a car. Where is my hamburger? <laughs> I ordered this three minutes ago, and my Butter Burger better be out here quick. Patience, you want to, earn, you want to grow in patience? Go to Culver's. <laughs> Go to their drive-thru. You're going to learn how to be patient. It'll it'll be rewarding in the end, but you will learn how to be patient. Because you're not going to get your food fast. It will be good, but it will not be fast. I could not be a spokesman for them, just letting you know. But waiting on God means I'm going to wait until he shows up. I'm going to wait until he works. I'm going to wait until he does what he needs to to do, what he says he's going to do. Isaiah 25, 9 says, In that day the people will proclaim, this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is our Lord whom we we trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation that he brings. So what happens is, is this. Think about this. The children of Israel waited 400 years. The people of Israel waited for a Savior to come. Waiting, 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 generation after generation waited for the Messiah to come, the Savior to come. And half of them didn't even recognize it when he did show up. But the ones did, if you look at in the New Testament, the ones that did, they said, this is the one we've waited for. This is the one we've been patient for. This is the one we've been long expected. This is the one who is coming who said he was coming, and now he is here. So for us, we need to wait and say, God, I know I'm expecting something from you. I know you're coming. I know you're healing me. I know you're providing for me. I know you're blessing me. I know you're, you're working on something. But I need to wait upon you. And when he does show up, we rejoice in it. He's that prayer we prayed, that one prayer, doesn't have to be the everyday prayer, the one prayer we prayed with faith comes to fruition and we're like, oh, wait a minute. This is what I prayed for a year ago. What, what happens is, is this, is if we continue to, to badger him and poke him and prod him to move on our behalf, what happens is we focus on our problem and not the solution to our problem. We focus on what is going on in our lives instead of God, focusing on what God is going to do. And there's a lot of times when, when we focus on what God is doing instead of what our problem is, that when the problem gets answered, we don't even realize it. We're like, oh my gosh, that, that was, I prayed that a year ago. I prayed that six months ago. And I was, I totally forgot about it. Because what happens is when you, when you give it to God, when you allow him to work, it's not in the front of our minds. It's not that something that we're looking at because we've given it to him and we wait for him. But when we try to solve the problem, when we try to badger God into solving it for us, it becomes the center of our existence. It's like unforgiveness. When you have unforgiveness towards somebody, that is the focus of your, oh, that person did this wrong. They did this wrong. That's why I said if God gave us every desire of our heart, there would be very few people around us that would be alive. So what happens is when we focus on what God is doing, after we we come to him, when we have that expectation and not focusing on the problem, because if we release it to God, pray and release it to him, say, you do what you need to do with it, and quit micromanaging God, he is now able to work on your behalf. There's times like, hey, can you just quiet down i'm trying to work on your behalf you keep just you keep pestering me about the same thing what happens is when we focus on giving it to him allowing him and and expect god to move that problem isn't such a, a big problem because we don't have it in the front of our mind we don't have it in our sight and say oh well this is the problem god you you know we've all been there right something's going on and we're just talking to God. God, you got to take care of this. Every day we're just talking to him because we haven't given it to him and we haven't waited for him to take care of it. We're just like, just, he, he's like, why do you keep talking to me about this? He goes, you told me about it. Let me take care of it. Trust me to take care of it. Trust me to work on your behalf and quit pushing me to take care of it. And so what happens is, is when we give it to him, we focus on the outcome and not the problem because the problem becomes bigger when we focus on it. But when we wait on him, what happens is, is this. Is we wait and say, God, you know what? I gave this to you. I'm going to wait for you to take care of it. I trust you to take care of it. And that's the thing is we have to trust him to take care of it. I think so many times we give it to him and then they say, "If you need any help? Let me know. I'll help out with that. I can really, I can really screw it up by getting my own hands involved in this. So when we give it to God and we trust him to take care of it, waiting on him should be something that is not easy, but empowering. Yeah. Waiting on God sometimes is the hardest thing to do. But what happens is, is you start to, it starts to build a resilience in it because you know, like, you know what? It didn't happen today, but God is working. It didn't happen right now, but God is working. It didn't happen when I wanted it, but God is working. Yeah. It becomes empowering to us so we can start to trust him more. It's like our finances. I, you know, it's like, well, want, God wants me to do this. I don't know if I can trust Him with this. It's not about you trusting Him with it, it's about you giving it to Him with tithe. It's about you giving it to Him and allowing Him to work with it. But so many people are like, well, I'm going to give it to God, but I want to micromanage what He's going to do with it. So waiting should be empowering, not entitled. An entitled person says, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? I want it now. I want it now. What are you doing, God? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? Entitlement basically makes us think that we have the right to go to God and say, you should give it to me now. You guys ever had your child entitled and they think that they should just tell you what they're going to do and what they want? Yes, yes. Sarah, raise both your hands. Yes the joy of having daughters. Um, But when we go to God and we think we're entitled to something, we're not. Everything that we have is not ours. It's a gift to us. We didn't earn it. We don't have a right to it. It is given to us by God. We have a right to it because he gives it to us, not because we think we should have it. We, don't, we shouldn't just have salvation because we think we should have it. We're given salvation because God gave it to us. Everything that we have is a gift from him. We just have to learn to wait to receive that gift sometimes. Are we entitled to salvation? Yes, because God has given it to us. We're not entitled to it unless God gives it to us. So waiting on him has to be a, a place of expectation. Yes, I'm slowing down a little bit, God. But I'm still moving and I'm expecting you to do what you said you're going to do. So when breakthrough happens, it's the expectant mindset. And an attitude is now an attitude of rejoicing. So when God does show up, man, God, you just blew my mind. You showed up in a big way. Have you ever had God just show up and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did That. I can't believe he just showed up in that way. Just blew my mind. God will show up in the most unexpected ways when we're not focused on the problem. Amen. When we're waiting for him to take care of it and then all of a sudden it just falls into our lap and it's like, this is what God does. This is how God takes care of our problem. God doesn't put it in a nice little ba- a box, put some tape on it, put a label on it, ship it to your door. But he does deliver, yeah. he is on time, yeah. always, when it needs to be, how it needs to be, not when we need it, we think we need it, or how we need it. God, I, I'm just struggling financially, I need to win the lottery, God. You just need to give me that, that $700 million in the lottery, and that'll take care of my, all my problems. Yeah, you would just, God's like, yeah, that would take care of one problem, but it would open Pandora's box for all of yeah. your... your other problems, and all those other relatives that you haven't talked to in years that just want to suddenly catch up with their cousin. You're my fifth cousin, remember me? No, that doesn't work that way. So waiting on God means sometimes slowing down, waiting for God to tell you to go, waiting for God to say, now go, waiting for God to come through, but not, well, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to put my hands in my pockets and I'm not going to do anything and I'm just going to stand here and wait until you Give me exactly what I want. Quit throwing a spiritual temper tantrum and say, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. Waiting doesn't mean stopping. Do you wait for... Okay, so Kaylee, let me ask you this question. Do you, when you're at home with your kids, do you not do anything all day and wait for Jared to come home to do anything? Exactly. So think about it. If we did that, I'm not doing anything... We have to be moving inside of the kingdom, but still waiting on God. It doesn't mean inactive. It means slower. It means expecting. It means I'm going to take my time, be um, mindful of what is going on. I'm going to be mindful of what I'm doing, but I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop even though I'm waiting. I'm going to be accomplishing something. I'm going to be moving in the kingdom even though I'm waiting on God. Let's pray.